Well, yeah. welcome to uh, another episode, a new episode of Off the Fence. Uh, we have special guests. We invited Jamie with us to to chat about. We're kind of we're talking about with people about their stories. Very simple, because I think personally, uh, if someone's willing and vulnerable and open to tell their story, which usually anyone's story that I've ever met. Um, has ups and it has downs and it has just a mixture of that, that when we tell those stories, it helps someone else begin to figure out their story and maybe even make decisions in your life. And in this case, off get off the fence on some stuff. So just, we're going to get to hear your story, man. Thanks for making time. I know you're a busy dude, uh, building stuff and all that. And so thanks for making time. Okay. So for those who don't know you and they're like, I don't know you. What do you what do you typically tell someone in the first 30 seconds if I have no idea who you are? What's your bio? What what who are you? Just give us a kind of a rundown real quick. Well, I know this embarrasses my wife sometimes, but she appreciates it. Um <laughs> like if I'm going in a small group or something like that and we start introducing ourselves, I'll say, Hi, I'm Jamie Walls. I'm an alcoholic. And, <laughs> oh, oh, that's what I'm in the wrong group. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> So, um, no, nah, that's kind that's of, awesome. you know, that's a little bit of me, but I don't know. I just, I, I try to be a good person, you cool. know, and, uh, you know, I've struggled with addiction and, uh, I've overcome it a couple of times, but, uh, yeah, that's kind of me. I mean, yeah, your story, uh, your story is, uh, I think something that, that someone who's watching and listening right now could end up going, you know what? I needed to hear that today. I just needed to hear that today. So you're married. Married. Congratulations. Thank you. Good job. Very blessed there. Yeah. She's yeah. awesome. Um, so tell us about when, when someone says, All right, tell me about life, man. And you and your brain goes somewhere. You immediately go, Okay, okay, I'll tell you where, where my life goes. Just tell us your story and uh let's unpack it and and see where God takes us. Sounds good. Well, um, you know, I was uh born here in Rapid City, so I haven't gone far. Um my mom is from Sioux City, Iowa, so we did move there when I was a kid. Um you know, uh, my mom and dad divorced when I was young, three years old. We lived here until the fourth grade, and I kind of grew up in the Methodist church on the south side of town. Okay. Um, so, you know, we went to Sunday school. My grandparents were pretty pretty avid church people, you know, so I went to Sunday school. Um, yeah, but we, we moved to Sioux City, and, and it was kind of a, kind of a different deal, you okay. know. Um, my mom and her brothers inherited a bar there, so that is okay. kind of the life that— you know, I'm in the fourth grade and, and, you know, things just happen and, uh, probably wasn't the greatest, you know, I, I like any kid from a broken ha family, I, I like, man, I wish my mom and dad were together, but okay. you know, so th there was that emptiness there. Um, I moved back and forth between rapid and Sioux city cause I come live with my dad for a while. And then, okay. so, but you know, that uh, Sioux city was pretty rough. Um, I probably drank my first time when I was in the fifth grade. I suppose. Really? Yeah. So, um, you know, and it, it's just weird being a kid like that, you know, because you're old enough to know better. Okay. But you think, oh, I can do that because I want to be an adult or mm -hmm. you think that, okay. you know, it's just, mm -hmm. but yeah, I mean, but I had a lot of good people in my life though. I mean, and not saying my mom's not a good person, just mm -hmm. people, you know, I mean, they do their best they can, but, um, yeah, I met this farm family in Alcester, South Dakota. They kind of I seen what how their life was, and man, I just love that. I couldn't mm -hmm. stay away from the farm, so they kind of took me in on the weekends or summers and stuff growing up. And and uh, awesome. Janet, she just turned ninety. She's like my other mom. Um, <laughs> I remember after we get done milking in the morning, she'd always read a little bit from the Bible. Okay, and, you know, um, and her one of her sons, Todd, he's like a brother to me. 
he, I, there would be times it'd be so interesting that he'd say, can you keep reading? Because she'd only read so much. And, oh, really? Yeah, she'd keep reading. So that's one of my fondest memories. But mm. yeah, um, you know, all that. I mean, I'm, I'm, by the time I'm 18, I am a raging alcoholic, you know? Okay. And just really... You know, just lost, but I'm a good person. You know what I'm saying? That's, yeah. It was kind of. So you're you know, 18 and alcoholic. How's that affecting you in school and uh, all that? Well, I dropped out after the ninth grade. You okay. Know? And that was mainly due to my drinking. Okay. Um, you know, making poor choices, being allowed to make them choices by the adults that I had in my life. You know what I'm saying? So it's, you weren't getting in trouble. No, I wasn't getting in trouble with the law. Um, I was just like, you know, that's why when I see people separated and they're letting their kids like, cause you know, I think kids do that. Like it's better at mom's house today, but tomorrow it's probably better at dad's house. Mm -hmm. ah, gotcha. Don't let them do that. You know, gotcha. because I know where that led me. Okay. Mm -hmm. And you know, ultimately that led me to just saying, Hey, I'm just not, I like, I really like school by the time the ninth grade come around. But you know, I was just in a situation where it was like, no, I don't want to do that. So I think it's better that I just quit. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. okay. And actually that I went to that farm family they had another farm and i just worked for them full time okay. but you know a right. small town drinking was kind of like uh, i yeah. i could get into the bars at that age and okay. stuff but yeah so you know. at 18 you call yourself a raging alcoholic mm -hmm. was that the year so so then what so um you know people used to say to me uh oh you're gonna be 18 you can go to jail when you're 18 and it's like right. and i i really didn't understand it because i had never been in trouble with the law before i mean i'm just not I just feel like I'm not that kind of person. You know okay. what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. And uh, when I turned 18, I, I got a job in a big packing house in, in Nebraska. And, you know, I was making good money. Okay. And uh, I bought a first-time vehicle. Mm. And between 18 and 19 years old, I had four DUIs. Wow. And that was really rough. I mean, because I really didn't have anybody to, like, say, come on, you're, mm. you know, you need mm -hmm. to get fixed. And Okay. Mm -hmm. Um. You know, just, and, and, and the bad thing about it is when you're in that, you're like, okay, I'm not going to drink no more. But yeah. it's like in our book, it, it says, uh, it's crazy how, you know, within days you forget mm. about all yeah. that trouble you were in. Yep. And okay. you, well, I can do it different this time. So that was kind of the battle of that, okay. you know. And so uh, 18 to 19, I got four DUIs. Um, you know, the judges are saying, well, you're a good kid, but you need to go to treatment. So I think I went to treatment twice. From the time I was 18 to 20, mm -hmm. by the time I was 21, I had gotten a couple more. Okay. And this is all in eastern South Dakota because that's kind of where I, okay. you know, at that time. But, um, and finally the judge says, sorry, you're going to have to go to the state penitentiary. And I mean, it's like, you know, I, I feel like I was the person I am now mm -hmm. then. I mean, okay. pretty good nope, person. No, but sense. it's like, here I find myself at the age of 21 going to prison for two years for DUIs and you know I had so many chances but I just couldn't couldn't stop you know hmm. yeah it, what's it, so what's that like you're I mean you're showing up to the state pen <laughs> and you're and you're going and but the way you describe it you're like I don't it sounds like you're like I don't think I I don't belong here is that <laughs> right. okay 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 yeah That's for what sure you're, you're yeah. Like, I don't feel like I belong yeah here. yeah so so what goes through your mind I mean like <laughs> Well, just like I suppose every other alcoholic or somebody struggling with addiction is like, I'm never drinking again. Okay. Because it was okay. like, you know, the st where it was the old part of the state prison in Sioux Falls when I went and it's like four stories of nothing but bars, just like say Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I, I, yeah. you're like, this is what I've seen in the movies. <laughs> yeah, it, exactly. And it, it really sucked, you know, and I'm never, ever, ever drinking again. And, okay. uh, 
and man, I got out in four months, okay. you know, on a two-year sentence, and I was not off parole, and I was drinking again. Wow. That, that's what we do, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. you see it over and over and over. I mean, I, mean I'm, mm-hmm. I thought I was unique, but, you know, now that I'm involved in the recovery community, it's just it's so sad, but hmm. that's kind of... So you, you get out, and it sounds like, did you go back to hang the same friends, same environment? No. So this is kind of where the story keeps going, I guess. Um, so I know I can't stay back there. I've got good family out here. Not that my family right. back there is not good, but I, this is where I come from. This is where I want to be. Rapids, my home. Um, so I parole out to here. Um, and so was looking for a place to live because I was in a halfway house. Okay. And if a good friend of mine, I knew his sister was going to rent this house of her family or her mom and dad's. Okay. And I knew her from growing up. And I was like, well, he goes, maybe she's looking for a roommate. So I asked her and um, uh, she, uh, well, eventually, that, yeah, that, we'll you know probably get another female roommate. Be like three's company. I thought yep. it'd be pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. You know, so we did that. Never got another roommate. Um, fell in love. Okay. Uh, I asked her to marry me because, I mean, that's what I always wanted. I always wanted to be married and have okay. kids. You know, that's, you know, okay. that's, yeah. this is what I want. Yeah. And uh, she said yes, and we decided to get married pretty quick because her sister was going to go out of the country in the Air Force with her husband. So, okay. um, yeah, so we got married, and it turned out we didn't know this, but we got married a year to the day that I went into prison. Really? Yeah, isn't that something? She kind of really? freaked out like seven years later when she noticed that. I had kept the ID for a souvenir, you know. The, well, yeah, I mean, that. you're like, I'm going to remember it. <laughs> but she'd always look at it and say, why do you keep this? And I'm like, well, I don't know. It's like a souvenir. And then she's like, oh, my goodness, look at that. Oh, if I had known that, I never would have done that. So what are you, you're 20, 21, 22? Tw- let's see. So I was, I turned 22 in prison. So Okay. So, yeah, we, I was still 22. Okay. Yeah, because I got out December 18th. Went in December 18th. We got married. In- wow. Yeah. So, um, but you know, wanted kids. We wanted kids. We were going to wait a year, but no, we, it was mm. like, yes, I have kids. So everything I ever wanted, you know, and mm. here come our oldest daughter. And, but you know, in the meantime, I, I'm continuing every once a month drinker. You know what I'm saying? I mm. is still battling that alcoholism. Okay. It wasn't like an everyday thing, but it was, she'd always say once a month, you got to go, you got to. You know, you don't come home, you spend the whole paycheck, and it's just, you know, you're so filled with so much shame when you do that, mm. you know? And so our mm. oldest was 11 months old. She was pregnant with our second, okay. and I get another DUI. Wow. And, you know, I just had gotten out of prison. Yep. I mean, so oh, uh, you just can't, I mean, the shame, you mm. know, the shame, the shame. And uh, yeah, no one's got to tell you, hey, you shouldn't do that. No. You just, you know it. You know it, but you can't. It's like, you know, back in the day, they used to put people in insane asylums because you know, I could see where it, like, I'm going, I'm going insane because I can't figure this thing out. Uh, you know what I'm saying? But thank goodness we have treatments and stuff now. But yeah. anyways, um, so I get this. And I'm going to go to prison again for five years. And so um, I hire a lawyer. Literally, I know he's in a recovery program. He's a recovering okay. alcoholic. Tells me, I'm not, you, you know you're an alcoholic. You, you know, I, I can't keep you out of prison, but I can represent you, maybe mm-hmm. get back through the system fast so you can provide for your family. Poor wife, you know, can you imagine? Yeah. No. Huh. You know, uh, there's so much shame. And, you know, she, we're on our way to see him one day, and she's just like, what is wrong with you? Do you think this is a practice life? Next one, you can do it better? Mm-hmm. This is it. This is one life we have on earth. And 
I mean, I always remember that, mm -hmm. you know, thinking about her saying that. This is so true, you know, I mean, mm -hmm. why not do good while you're here? And I, I always wanted to, but so anyways, um, I'm going to go to prison for five years. Well, I got to meet the lawyer down the courthouse. And that day I get a letter in the mail from this Pennington County saying state versus James Wall's second offense misdemeanor instead of the fifth offense habitual offender that gotcha. I had. Yeah. And so I couldn't get a hold of my lawyer, and I met him down there. We're going to go into this thing, and I showed him, and he said, uh, somebody screwed up. I, I don't know. We're canceling this appointment, and we're going to go in this afternoon and plead guilty for for this. Okay. You know, once you do that, you know, and, and I feel, you know, I mean, it was all in the past. But so I did that. Um, I, I didn't spend a day in jail. Wow. Uh, I, had, I had no desire to drink after that. No no desire. I mean, it was just completely gone. It gives I mean, me goosebumps, man. Yeah, it gave me goosebumps too because it was like, it, it was it was like, wow. And, you know, at that time, well, and I still do, the only explanation, I, I don't know, you know, you can say somebody screwed up at the courthouse, but I, I chose to believe that God said, here you go, Jamie, here's here's your opportunity to, yeah. to and so, you know, man, I always gave God credit for that. And I mean, it was just so crazy because, I mean, I tried quitting before. And now this time, mm -hmm. it's just completely gone. I mean, there's mm -hmm. no desire to drink whatsoever. And, wow. And uh, so what's life been like since then? So, well, it's, um, you know, it, it was very good for, for 16 years. Okay. So we would, um, man, uh, uh, you know, you said something in a sermon last a week or two ago about how you know we invest time in our children and yeah. uh, do there and how much time do we invest in their eternity yep. you know yep uh, yep um so you know quit drinking no desire to drink man every day is better than the next for me i mean but mm -hmm. we're going to church you know we're going to the methodist church kids are you know kids are baptized we have three children um you know we're pretty committed to going to church but they get to that certain age you know let's sign them up for softball or let's sign them right. for baseball and you know it, I mean, so many things that you say hits home for me. Is I just love the message that you preach all the time. But so that's where we found ourselves, you know. And and man, we got really busy with that, and we'd stray away from church, and and you know, because we got to go to softball on Sunday, and and even um, my wife had you know mentioned she thought you know isn't that something how when we're going to church pretty solid, um, life just seems to roll a lot easier. But when we stray away, it gets a little rocky and. Mm. Yeah, that, that's it. But we got to the point where um, we just just quit going to church altogether. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, you know, I tell my story, and I'd still give God all the credit for that day, and, and you know, mm -hmm. but I definitely wasn't serving Him like I I should have been. Okay. And and we strayed away from church. The kids, we just softball every weekend or baseball, and yeah, yeah. And it, it just and so I feel like in my marriage uh, there's there's so many things that I hear at church ab about, you know, serving one another. And yeah. it's just like, man, wish I'd heard this a while ago. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yep. But anyways, um, so 16 years into it, I still love my recovery. I'm so happy with it. But it, it was just really some emptiness at home. You know what I'm okay. saying? Yeah. And now that I reflect back on it, I'm not going to hate to put words in anybody's mouth, but I feel like, I, but getting really involved in recovery now, okay. um, I see, I think what went wrong is that, so we honestly thought that if I quit drinking, 
our problem solved because that's the problem, my drinking. But I learned that mm. um, we never fix the brokenness that I, the mistrust, the, mm-hmm. the you know. Yeah. So here I am going on every day is better than next because it's awesome because I'm doing good. Um, yeah. And there she is still like, when's he going to do it again? And honestly, mm-hmm. she admitted to me that that's what kind of happened, that she never did fully trust me even after yeah. all that time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I just... Sometimes we just see, sometimes we see the symptom, right? You know, you see, yeah. you see like the substance or the, whatever, the, the behavior or whatever. Let's say, let's say I'm a shopaholic and I stop shopping. You're like, no, it's all better. Everything's great. But, but that's a symptom sometimes of what's really going on. And we don't always let the healing happen everywhere. Right. And so we, we are actually end up, well, for the case of this podcast on the fence, even though we don't even realize it. Because we've not dealt with some of that brokenness, some of that trust that's been broken, or, or maybe it's what? Why was I doing all that? You know, no, that makes it makes sense to me, man. That's yeah. unfortunate, like, but I, but it makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So you so you are in a marriage at that time, going, this is it's not thriving. Right. Yep. Okay. Yep. So that that's where we're at there, and. You know, man, I just, you know, with with no recovery program in my life and no God in my life, you know, I mean, I'm still a believer in God, but I mean, not, you know, not making him number one. Mm -hmm. And so, but that's basically what I was doing is I was trying to find everything else to fill that hole. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, Mm -hmm. my kids, uh, my job, my customers, everything is like my wife and, and, you know, it just eventually... None of that fills that hole. No, it doesn't. I mean, even if my kids didn't let me down, in some way they let me down in my own head. You know what I'm saying? Yep. It just, it's yep. just, it's, that's why we shouldn't do that. And I've learned a lot. <laughs> I mean, we, yeah. now we got to make God number yes. one first. And yeah. um, so, um, you know, I, I convinced myself that I'm such a good person. And I, I just, man, this ain't working at home. She don't love me anyways. I mean, it just shows. I mean, this is me. I mean, I'm sure it's not true. I mean, it's just, you know, there was some brokenness there on both of our, our part. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I convinced myself I deserve to be loved better than that. And I mm-hmm. want to be loved better than that. And I cheated on my wife. And uh, I didn't want the marriage to end because I was in love with my family and I was in love with her. But, I, I you know, I'm a, that's what mm-hmm. I did. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. it just, and uh, uh, well, I got caught, you know, and, yeah. and you know, she gave me, two or three chances, but I was in that web and, and I'm, I'm just doing this sober. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, But man, I I didn't have uh, other guys in my life to say, run that's by, you know, Hey, what do you think if I did this? You know, I mean, there's so many people I have in my life now that, I mean, you know, positive people that I can talk to and and stuff. And, but so that's what I did. Um, Just completely destroyed my family. My kids were just heartbroken. Mm. And, and, uh, and I, all the time, I'm thinking I'm making the right decision, you know? Okay. Yep. I got this guy in my life. Yeah. He's like my mentor, sponsor and stuff. And he said to me one time, we were talking something about this. And he said, good is the enemy of the best mm. sometimes. Mm. And it's mm-hmm. like, that really hit home because yep. um, I, I convinced myself I'm so good that, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it was the enemy of me. So, um, mm-hmm. so I did that. She gave me probably way too many chances and it just never worked out. And I just thought, no, it's never going to be the same. And I'm just going to go on this way. And, and then once I tried to retract for the last time, it was just too late. Can't mm-hmm. blame her at all. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yep. It, w- yep. the, enough's enough. And, um, 
uh, oh man, you know, then it's like, oh, then it's like all of a sudden I wake up. What did I do? You know, I, 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 I'm very depressed now. So after 16 years, I, I go back to drinking. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, and if that wasn't enough, because the drinking just wasn't there no more. I think, you know, God said, hey, you don't, you know, you're not going to, you know, that, but um, it wasn't enough and I'm so depressed. And I had a crew of guys working for me out of town and, and, and this one guy I'd known forever, all my sober time, He, he but he, he's, you know, an addict or whatever. Okay. And, and he, I knew he was, he wouldn't hide alcohol from me. I and mean, I could be around people drinking, it didn't matter, you know, but um, I knew he had something else and I, I wanted whatever he had and he Tried to talk me out of it for a short minute, but then, you know, because I'm an alcoholic, I'm not a drug addict. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And I, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, and here I am, mm-hmm. the kind of person like, I'm just an alcoholic, not, you know, yep. I mean, yep. like we talk about my sin. Yeah, my sin's not as bad as Not as bad as that. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like, well, I'm, I'm not, yeah. yeah. We always believe? find someone who's who's doing worse than we are. Oh, right. And, and Isn't that, right? Is, and, yeah. <laughs> that is yeah. so true. So, so. Uh, so he's like, okay, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. I'm not going to stop you, you know. Um, so, well, it was meth, you know, okay. and uh, and oh, it was exactly what I needed, you know. And uh, but I'm not a drug addict, so I don't mm-hmm. have to worry about this. And so I do it a little bit, and then a month go by, and I, you know, but but I'm still in this thing of like going through a divorce and just um, finding myself alone, and you know, and here, you know, here I had this beautiful family, and it's hard, very, very hard. To swallow, so yeah. um, kept kept uh, going back to that, you know, getting that, filling that hole, you know, and it, and it's a very. I, I don't want to in any way, shape, or form try to make it look better than what it is because it's horrible, you know, mm-hmm. methamphetamines. This is mm-hmm. such a bad deal, in in our community, I can see it now. Yeah, but you know, convince myself I'm not a drug addict. Well. Guess what? It didn't take long, and I became a raging drug addict okay. myself. Oh, okay. it's horrible. And I, uh, I mean, I'm in my mid 40s at this time. Um, you know, and my kids find out about it, they're just mm-hmm. devastated. You know, because okay. his dad that never even drank. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just devastated, but they're still trying to, you know, like it's our dad. We love him. You know, and yep. still kind of mm-hmm. being in my life, but keeping their distance because I'm just out there and. Uh, it, it, you know, I just I I got myself in trouble by you know I'm I I'm a concrete contractor and you gotta you know pay excise tax and this and that. Yeah. Well, yeah. so what happened to me is I I just flaked everything off. You know, okay. I mean, when you're doing that, you just can't do nothing else. Well, so I didn't cancel my excise tax, so it just kept occurring. So mm-hmm. so it, you know it turns into a felony after a while. Mm-hmm. And so, but thank God, I mean, thank God that that happened all that stuff happened mm-hmm. um so i ended up getting in trouble with that and i wrote a bad check for concrete okay and that was very embarrassing you know because it was to people that i knew mm-hmm. you know i mean uh, just, you just, just you know you don't make wise yeah. decisions so anyways i i get put on probation for that and it's not a drug or alcohol charge um that's what caused it right. and but i couldn't stay sober to go in there once a month to meet with a probation officer so I just, I just, just absconded, you know, just like, okay. I'm on the run. You know, here I am, okay. 40 some years old and mm-hmm. it's just like, oh, it's just, and, and I'm, you know, every once in a while crying out to God, I want my old life back, God, please, yeah. mm-hmm. and stuff, but I'm not, you know, I'm, yeah. so lo and behold, um, 
one morning my prayer was answered. It was so amazing. I didn't see it as answered my prayer. You know, when the Pennington County officer turned his lights on to pull me over because yeah. I knew, You're like, I knew oh, no. I was caught, but this ain't the answer to my prayer. You know, <laughs> but it truly, truly, truly was. I mean, it's just, you know, uh, I, they took me in for that warrant and, okay. and then I had a possession on me and, and thank God in our great state that meth is still a felony and I hope they okay. continue that because, you know, don't lighten up on it. So anyways, I, I get thrown in jail and I don't know what's going to happen. It's yeah. so scary, but, mm -hmm. um, you know, I talked to that officer in booking and told him that I wanted my old life back and, and, uh, it was very hard though. I mean, it, mm -hmm. it, you know, going in the jail, they're not letting me out and, and, you know, I'm like detoxing or whatever, cause I've been doing, I mean, right. I was doing it so much. I was just doing it so much. I had nothing left. I mean, I was, <laughs> I remember being in a pawn shop in Box Elder and I'm trying to, I'm sure pawn something of no value because I have nothing left, okay. you know, and mm -hmm. the a older gentleman owned that little pawn shop. And I heard something on the radio about a president or something. And this is about the time frame it was. Okay. And I, I kind of like, do we have a new president? And he goes, and he looked at me like, where have you been? And he's like, <laughs> wow. Trump, you know, I mean, I was like, Dude. oh, geez. But, you know, and that was just before this all happened. And yeah. Yeah. So, um, got in there. I, I, you know, was detoxing. It was really hard, you know, spending that much time without it. Mm -hmm. And, um, mm -hmm. so, you know, somebody had said, I've heard somebody say that if you're in a situation like that, start praying over and over and over. Okay. And just don't stop praying and ask God to. And so I'm doing that in this jail cell and I'm just praying over and over and over. And the next thing you know, I'm standing up, walking around, just kind of at peace. Hmm. You know, hmm. it was just, hmm. it was like, wow. It, uh, Pretty crazy. Hmm. Wow. And so that made me think, hey, something, there's something to this, you know, maybe. Okay. And this, so they they have like in the pod or whatever, mm -hmm. in the jail pod or whatever, they usually a guy that they call him the pod father because okay. he's the guy doing the Bible study over there. Ah, uh, okay. You know, so, okay. That's awesome. <laughs> so I, so I'm, you know, I'm like, I, I think I need to get into this. So I go over there and, you know, I mean, it seems so funny that, I needed to be told this, but he did this little thing and show, what do we do when we get out of jail? Do we go to the bar? No, we don't do that. You know, uh -huh. we know that's why we got us here. Do we go to our family? Yeah. No, no, no. You go to church and wow. you go to, you go find God first and then God will look, you know, and that, yeah. that's what I was told by the pod father in the little okay. Bible group. And uh, I thought, yeah, maybe this, maybe this is what it is. Uh -huh. So, um, and I can't remember. Uh, maybe someday you can help me with dates or something, but my oldest daughter and I decided to get back to church. And I don't know if this is before I got sober again or after, I think it may be been before, but it was when you had up the church had up on above, it said, we read it as, um, God is nowhere. Yeah. Remember that? God I do remember here. that. God is Yeah. So I don't know if yeah. that was before this all happened. Cause I was trying, you know. That was it. Was in a December. It was it yeah, was a December Christmas. sermon series about doubt, and that statement is just for those listening or watching. If you put the words "God is now here" or "God is nowhere," <laughs> if you put those letters together with no spaces, you your mind is going to see one or the other. Mm -hmm. Either God is nowhere or God is now here. But that was December because it was leading to Christmas. God is God is now here. I, my, yeah. my first shot at this is I want to say it was. December 2015 or something, 2014. Okay. 
somewhere in that world. So I think that was probably before I sobered up. Okay. Because uh, so I celebrated my five year anniversary now. Um, Congratulations. In Congratulations, well, man. That is really yeah. cool. That in five years. So yeah. But I remember coming to church a few weeks or a couple weeks okay. and we'd always see that. Mm-hmm. And my daughter, and then you let it out of the bag. What it goes, who, what are you, how are you reading this? And yeah. we kept reading it. God is nowhere. Mm-hmm. You're like, this weird in church. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I wonder why we, and that was the first time we came. I, think. I was like, why would they have that at church? <laughs> really. Where's the know, cross? To, Not yeah. God is nowhere. <laughs> so that we sat there and then when you let it out of the bag, how are you reading this? And then, you know, and then my daughter turned to me and goes, does that mean I'm going to go to hell? Because <laughs> oh, no, no, no. we were reading it that way. And I'm like, yeah, I don't think so. No, but no, no, no. anyways, but yeah, after I got mm-hmm. out of jail, um, you know, I, I came right here. I don't know that there was even a, because I think it's because my daughter and I had been coming here and we yeah. liked it. Okay. Yeah. And so um, I don't even know if there was a service here, but I just, I think I showed up in the parking lot just like, okay, here I am God. And, and, wow. and mm-hmm. then after that, um, you know, started attending regularly. You know, I mean, uh, as much as possible. And then, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, I got onto that idea of um, of serving and stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah. don't know if you remember that. It was so embarrassing for me. Um, at What? Well, it was, well, because, you know, I'm getting, I'm, I'm like feeling it. I'm getting filled with the Holy Spirit and God's working in my life. Yeah. I mean, even though I, you know, I'm on this. Well, I was on, I was on a program through the courts and it was okay. an awesome program. And so, so it's through Pennington County. It, I took it. I wanted to take anything I could to help mm-hmm. me because I needed help, you know, okay. and I didn't want to lose this. So, um, so, you know, but I'm still not feeling too good about myself, you know, but I'm hearing things that God, you know, how God feels about me and, yes. and, you know, and the listening to the Christian music you say and stuff like this. Yep. Okay. If you say then, man, I got to believe that too. Yeah. And, um, I'm starting to feel pretty good, but we go to Easter service down there at the Civic Center. And we, yeah. I, I don't know if it was the last, I don't think it was the last one, but anyways, we're talking about service, you know, and, and I'm feeling, <laughs> I'm feeling uh, like, yeah, I'm going to start serving, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And uh, so after church, then you guys are like kind of standing by the ticket booth and stuff oh, out yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember, you probably don't, you probably have people kind of like, all the time, but no. So you're standing there, you're by yourself, but I'm like, I, you know, I don't know that I, I, I you know, you kind of feel like oh, I can't approach a, a pastor, you know, and it's like, you know, I don't even know if uh-huh. I can talk to that guy, but I'm like, I'm gonna go tell him something, you know, because so I went up to you and I said, Hey, I look forward to serving you. And I, <laughs> I turned around and walked away, and I was like, No, not you, not you, <laughs> not you, That's not what serving I mean. God. But instead of turning around and coming back and clearing that up with you, I was just like, Oh, geez. <laughs> Completely blew it, and I walked off, and you're standing there like, oh. He probably didn't think anything like, of it, because I talk like that all the time. No, right? I was probably, I was just like, I know what you mean, man. I, got, I know okay. what you mean. Well, I, I turned around so quick and walked away, I didn't have a chance to either. In my mind, you were probably like, oh. No, That's no. awesome. That's cool. Because you you are, I, I would say you were a staple in serving, and you're, you show so much evidence of the power of community. Yeah, And if the, the power of vulnerability, I think, too, though, being willing to see people, not even as they are, but as like what God can do in mm. their lives. Yeah. And yeah. you literally approach, I watch you approach everybody that way. And there's so much power in that because we don't know every story of every person. We don't know where they've come from or what's happened. Right. And oftentimes they aren't maybe ready to share it or don't want to share it or haven't even fully been able to process 
And so, and I, you do that so well. And uh, I'm just so grateful because it is, we, we don't know everybody's stories. We can't, but we can see them and we can uh, connect with them and just make sure they know that they're valuable. And I think your story is a testimony of that, that even, even in our worst, God sees us and loves us and he invites his people to do that too. Yeah. And I, the, and your kids, your daughter coming with you to church, what a yeah. great kid yeah. to go. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's, there's so much power in, yeah. in just being present for people and with people. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been amazing. I mean, it's just, so, so for someone listening right now, they didn't, they didn't know, they start listening to a podcast or watching a podcast. They don't know your story. And now we're, we're into your story and they're, they might say, I have the same thing going on in my life. They, maybe, maybe it's alcohol, maybe it's drugs, maybe it's something else that they just feel like they aren't able to stop or they might feel addicted to it. Or maybe they don't even feel any of that. Kind of like you're saying, that's not me, mm-hmm. but all the signs in their life say, Hey, you got a problem. What, what, from what you've learned, what wisdom, and they're on the fence, they're not doing anything about what they're doing. What, what guidance would you give them based on what you've experienced on getting off the fence on stuff that's consuming them? I, I would say that we just got to turn our will and our life over to God. Okay. I mean, and, and mm-hmm. make him number one, you know, cool. um, it, it, there's, it's just, I don't know. It's the only explanation I have. I mean, there. There, I'm in, involved in a great recovery community in Rapid City, but uh, I, and I, I, you know, you know, people are kind of free to believe in what they want to. You know, they're going to leave it an open book just to get them into the meetings. But you know, our our book was wrote uh, on the principles of the Bible and stuff. Mm-hmm. There's so many things in there that I hear at church, and, and then I found out. And I'm trying mm-hmm. to spread that around, like, hey, there's a, a there's, mm-hmm. you know, I'm figuring this out, and some guy told me, I, you know what. Uh, it, it was Rhoda, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, well, I'll quit spreading that word. But it's good stuff. But, you know, I, I mean, I feel like I can, you know, you got some people in the program that have a long, lot of long-term sobriety, but, that it, you know, he's just like, something's missing, you know. Yeah. And you get to know him, and, and I, it's kind of easy to figure out what's what's missing, and I think mm. it's God. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the complete mm-hmm. God thing, you know, just, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just, it's just, there's so many things that have happened in the last five years that it's like, there's no other explanation than. Let me, let me say, and I really am going to say, I'm sorry first, if I am about to say something you don't want me to say. So here's, I'm sorry first, but (laughs) (laughs) sorry. Uh, So I, I show up to the church pretty early um, uh, with a, with a whole crew of other people on Sundays. I'm going to preach. We run through stuff, get ready for everyone to show up. You are someone who uh, shows up pretty early as well when you're there to serve. And what I'm saying is, is you come to serve, which I think some people could say, you know what? I need to turn my life around. I'm just going to go start serving, which is good. That's it's a great thing to do. What I know about you is you show up to serve, but you actually come and worship first. Um, it's hard for me to even say without getting emotional. You, you will show up. I'm sorry to out you. And Jamie will come in and he'll sit. Um, you'll sit there in the seats and you'll often just worship. You'll let, I think, have some time with God. Yeah. And then you have a chance usually then to go serve or do something. I don't know your intentions. I've never talked to you about it. I'm not trying to make it weird and I'm sorry. But what I know is all, when you say 
your life doesn't just need you to serve. Your life doesn't just need you to have other people in your life. Mm -hmm. Your life doesn't just need some of those good things. You need God. Mm -hmm. I've seen that in you. Yeah. Is you recognize a need for God, not just a need to do the things of God. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. I've seen it in you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm proud of you. Well, really thank am. you. It, yeah, it's, it's just it's just absolutely amazing. I mean, I, I, I don't know. You hear people talking about different things and or being filled with the Holy Spirit. I yep. mean, I never thought that I had a chance in that, uh, but I mean, it's just... Is just there. You are, man. Mm-hmm. We are proud of you, and let me just tell you, like, I'm. You are a blessing. Mm-hmm. Um, you're a blessing in our church and outside of our church. Mm-hmm. I just know that. Mm-hmm. God loves you so much. He has been a part of your life. He has. Katie and I. We. Katie and I have told our own story. How out of the kindness of God, we got caught. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah. thank you, God. Yeah. You know, it's it's the kindness of God, not the absence of God. Mm-hmm. And so, God loves you a lot. I think he has plans to continue using you. Thank you for your vulnerability. Yes. Not everyone's willing to share their story, mm-hmm. but may this story in this moment spark someone's story to maybe they hand their life over to God yes. and get better. Uh, if you're watching or listening and you're like, I need help a little bit more, you can text us at 605-250-1224 and I can link you up with some great people. I can link you up some great recovery programs. I can link you up with a great, what we call our village, the church. So uh, well, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Thanks for being part of this, man. Yes. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Appreciate we love you guys very much.